Welcome to Gateway Church Cymru, church where anyone can be transformed by the story of Jesus. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. When the church prays, that's the name of this series that we've been going through over the last three weeks. It's been so exciting to look at what happens when the people of God come together to pray. And today we're going to come to the final message in this series and I pray once again that God will speak to you and that God will encourage you. We've seen that when the church come together, when the people of God come together to pray and seek God, God responds. God moves in powerful ways. The first week we saw that when the church prays, the church is changed. These group of people who were a fearful group of people became a fearless group of people. God responded. He filled them with his Holy Spirit and they would change forever. They boldly told people about Jesus when before they were hiding away and afraid of persecution. So the church is changed when the church prays. The second week we've seen that when the church prays, the gospel is preached and the lost are saved. You know, it, the church has a fresh passion to tell people about Jesus when we begin to pray and fix our hearts on our Saviour, because that is our Saviour's heart. That is our God's heart. His heart is to see all those who don't know him come to find him as their Lord and Saviour, to experience eternal life, to know this gift of eternal life. That's God's heart for this world. And then last week we looked at the third thing that happens when the church prays, and that is miracles happen. I believe that our God is a miracle working God and he is still able to perform miracles today. Just like the great miracles in the Bible, he's still able to perform miracles and I believe he can perform a miracle in your life. And so today we're going to come to the end of this series. And today we're going to be basing ourselves in Acts chapter 13 and we're going to read in verse 1 to 3 together. And today I'm reading this from the Passion Translation of the Bible and it says this. In the church at Antioch, there were a number of prophets and teachers of the word, including Barnabas, Simeon from Niger, Lucius of the Libyan, Manaean, the childhood companion of King Herod Antipas, and Saul. While they were worshipping as priests before the Lord in prayer and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, I have called Barnabas and Saul to do an important work for me. Now release them to go and fulfil it. So after they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. Have you ever woken up and had a song playing in your mind? This usually happens to me. I always have a song that's in my head, a tune that I've been singing maybe the day before, that I've heard the day before, and I wake up the next morning and that song is still playing in my mind. There are also occasions where there are some classic songs that come to mind as well, some from my childhood, some that maybe my dad have played and from different places before. And that happened to me last week. There was a song that came to my mind one morning and it was in my mind for the rest of the week. And it was actually an old kids club song, one that we used to sing when we were in kids club. And I'm sure many people who are watching this online today, if you're a Christian, you might be familiar with this song. This song is called, I Want to See Jesus Lifted High. Now I'm not going to sing it for you, but it is a great song and it's got some fantastic actions. We used to do the actions in church and we used to do them in kids club as well. And I believe that this song is still sung in Kids Club today as well, well, before the pandemic. But it is a fantastic song. It's got so much truth in this song about Jesus and about making him known, about lifting him up. But there's an incredible verse within this song. And this verse really stood out to me this week. And the lines of this verse says, step by step, we're moving forward. Little by little, 
we're taking ground. Every prayer, a powerful weapon, strongholds come tumbling down and down and down and down. I know that many of you who know this song, you're probably singing this right now in your homes or in the car, wherever you listen this, listening to this from today. It's a great song. But you know, this song isn't just a song for children. As I said, this song has got some powerful truth to it. And that verse is very powerful indeed. There is so much truth in that verse. You know, as I said, these aren't just words that children sing. But actually, the words of that verse should be the picture of the church. The church should be moving forward, step by step, moving forward, using prayer as a weapon, seeing the enemy driven back. That's what the church should be doing on a daily basis, moment by moment basis. That should be the testimony of every single Christian. If you're a follower of Jesus, that should be your testimony. It should be my testimony as well. And when we look at Acts chapter 13 and when we look at even the book of Acts, we see that this was actually the testimony of the church, that the church was moving forward. The church was stepping into the mission that God had for it and was moving forward very quickly. You know, we've seen right even a few weeks ago in Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, there was this group of disciples, 120 of them. They obeyed the commands of Jesus to go and wait in this upper room after Jesus had rose again from the dead and after he ascended he told them to wait in this upper room until the Holy Spirit come and so this group of believers 120 of them they were there in this small upper room in Jerusalem and they were hiding away because they were afraid of being persecuted for their faith in Jesus but the Bible tells us they were praying and worshiping and calling upon God and the Bible says that on the day of Pentecost the Holy Spirit came the Holy Spirit filled them and they went from being a fearful group of people to a fearless group of people. The church was born and the church stepped out in the power of the Holy Spirit and began to tell everybody about who Jesus was. The church wasn't afraid anymore. The church wasn't scared, but they were stepping forward into the plan that God had for them. The people of God didn't know what to do because Jesus had gone. They followed him around for three and a half years. But now the spirit of Jesus was living inside of them and they were following the Holy Spirit's leading. They had this new power and they were courageously advancing the kingdom of God. The Bible tells us that the church was growing at a rapid pace. On the day of Pentecost, 3,000 people came to know Jesus. Then we just jump to Acts chapter 2 and verse 42 and it says every day there were new people coming to know Jesus and the church was growing every single day. Acts chapter 3, we see that another 5,000 people came to know Jesus. The church was growing very quickly as the church went out into Jerusalem and began to tell everybody about who Jesus was. But despite all of this growth, the church faced much persecution. The religious leaders at that time and the people in authority at that time, like King Herod or Antipas, we see these people would rise up against the church to try and stop the church from advancing, to try and stop people from preaching about the resurrected Jesus. They didn't want the gospel, the good news of Jesus, being told everywhere. And so these leaders, they would rise up and they would persecute the church. And they had some of the key leaders within the church arrested, like Peter and John. They had James beheaded. They were killing some of the, the key leaders within the early church. Yet despite all this persecution, the church was still growing. As the church was scattering, as it was being separated, 
the church was still was still growing the good news of jesus couldn't be stopped the kingdom of god was advancing miracles were happening left right and center people's lives were being transformed these people who were dead in their trespasses and sins were going to a lost eternity without hope without life they had now found life they had found jesus as their lord and savior and I just want to say today, maybe there's somebody who's watching online right now and you know that you are living this life aimlessly. Your life is a life without hope. You know that you are going to a lost eternity. But know today that you can find life in Jesus. Jesus has come for you so that you can know him. You can know the forgiveness of sins. You can know eternal life, but also you can know his life and his love right here and right now. And so the church was growing despite the opposition, despite the threats against them. And we see that every time the church was persecuted, they would come back together. And do you know what they did? They began to pray. They called upon God and they asked God for fresh boldness, fresh power. They asked God to lead them and God would respond in powerful ways. They would be filled with the Holy Spirit again and they would go out again and they would keep sharing about Jesus. Then they'd encounter new persecution and then they'd come back together and pray. God would perform miracles. God would move in mighty ways. That is what happened. The church was carrying out the great commission of our Lord and Saviour, which was to go into all the world and preach the gospel, to make disciples, baptising people in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. And they knew that through it all, Jesus was with them. The Spirit of God was living inside them. Jesus was with them on their mission. And you know, the church, it began to spread. You know, when I think about the, the church beginning to preach I think that the church was preaching in small little villages in Palestine and areas like that, just like Jesus did it in the gospel. But now we see the gospel was going beyond these small little villages. Actually, the gospel was going into great influential cities. The gospel was being spread far and wide. They were going into cities like Samaria, Damascus, Caesarea and Antioch in Syria. You know, last time in Acts chapter 12, we've seen that once again, even though the gospel was spreading, Peter was arrested, the church was facing persecution, but they came together to pray. And we see that Peter was miraculously released from prison. An angel came and set him free. And the king who had put Peter in prison, King Herod Antipas, he was killed five days later by an angel of the Lord. God performed this incredible miracle. But you know, after facing this persecution, after seeing many of the key leaders in the church being killed, like Stephen, and we see even James being killed, and after suffering much persecution and many of them being arrested, you'd think that this time now, after they mainly leader Peter, after he had been arrested, you'd think that the church would now take it easy. You know, that would be our natural inclination, wouldn't it? To just sit back, maybe to lie low for a bit after facing persecution. I don't know about you, but when I go through difficulties, when I go through storms, I just want to hide away for a little bit to regain strength. You know, maybe that was probably the best thing that the church could have done in that moment. They could have just sat back, hidden away for a few days, for a few weeks, and while things began to, to go, you know, the dust began to settle. They could lie low for a little bit and then they could carry on spreading the gospel. But actually, when we read Acts chapter 13, the exact opposite happens. The church doesn't hide away. The church doesn't retreat after facing opposition again and difficulty again. But the church continues to advance. You know, I want you to know today that the kingdom of God never retreats. If we are the people of God, then the people of God are never to retreat. You know, I love the fact I remember our former pastor, Pastor Robert Baldwin, he preached a message on the armor of God. 
and he reminded us that there is no armour for the back of the soldier. And the reason for that is because as Christians, we are not meant to retreat. We are meant to advance as the people of God. The kingdom of God never retreats. It never slows down. It never advances. But God is on a mission and his timing is perfect and everything in his plan and his mission will come to pass. But the kingdom of God is always advancing. Listen to what it says in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12. Again, from the Passion Translation. It says, from the moment John stepped onto the scene until now, the realm of heaven's kingdom is bursting forth is bursting forth, and passionate people have taken hold of its power. Or oh, the kingdom of God is advancing. And you know, the violent, they take it by force, as other translation says. So we see in the book of Acts that despite all this opposition, the church wasn't retreating, but the church was advancing. The gospel was on the move. The kingdom of God was on the move. Jesus was moving in a mighty way. People's lives were being turned around. But as we come to Acts chapter 13, we actually begin to see there a change within the book. The, the writer of the book of Acts, which was Luke, the gospel writer, who was a doctor, the, he begins to shift the focus now halfway through this book. In the beginning part of this book, we see the focus is very much on the church and how it, uh, the central place of ministry was Jerusalem. And we see the key leader. Much of the focus is on Peter in the first few chapters of the book of Acts. But now we see that there's going to be a shift. We see that Antioch in Syria would be the new center where the church would gather together and where missionaries would be sent out from and the gospel would advance from. And Paul was going to be the new leader in which the, which the book of Acts was going to focus on seeing his work uh, and he, how he spreads the good news of Jesus. You know, it's an incredible story, even with Paul the Apostle, how he was known as Saul of Damascus and he was a persecutor of the church. But he has this incredible encounter with the risen saviour, with Jesus Christ on the Damascus road. And he goes from being a persecutor of the church to an apostle of the church. He raises leaders, he preaches the good news of Jesus and he's the new leader and the book of Acts begins to focus on him. You know the church in Antioch it was blessed with some incredible leaders, some great leaders who were laying a foundation, who were making disciples and faithfully preaching the word of God. They helped these new Christians to get grounded in the Christian faith. And you can read even in Acts chapter 13 in verse 1, Luke lists these five incredible leaders who were in the church, which we're not going to have time to look at today. But you've got Barnabas, Simeon, Lucius, Manian and Paul, these great leaders who God used in incredible ways. And then listen to what it says in Acts 13 verse 2 to 3 again. It says, while they were worshipping as priests before the Lord in prayer and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, I have called Barnabas and Saul to do an important work for me. Now release them to go and fulfill it. So after they had prayed and fasted, they laid hands on them and sent them off. That's an incredible thing. These incredible leaders, these spirit-filled leaders, they were worshipping God. They were setting the example. They were worshipping Jesus and they were praying and they were fasting. And this incredible thing happens when they begin to pray and they fast. The Holy Spirit comes, the presence of God comes and the Holy Spirit speaks right into this place where they were praying and seeking the Lord. And the Holy Spirit says, set apart Saul and Barnabas for this incredible work that I have for them, for this important work that I have for them. You know, Paul, he was called by God to, to go and preach to the Gentiles 
and the Gentiles are non-Jewish people like you and like me. But that was his mission from God. But now God was going to send him out from Antioch. And his mission was to go even further and spread the good news of Jesus even further. And Barnabas was to go with him. And also John Mark as well, Barnabas's cousin, he was going to go with them as well. But God calls them to advance his mission, to advance the kingdom of God even further across the world. And so the other leaders, they lay hands on Paul and Barnabas. They pray for them and they send them out. And Paul and Barnabas, they go out in the power of the Holy Spirit and they go to these incredible influential cities and begin to share the good news of Jesus with people in these cities. We read of these cities like Paphos, Perga, Pisidia, Iconium and Lystra. And then they come back to Antioch. They go to all these incredible cities and begin to preach about the good news of Jesus. And you know, when they do that, God moves in powerful ways. Yes, they face some difficulties, but God moves. People find Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Lives are changed. They go from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. People find Jesus as their Savior and the kingdom of God advances. And you know, the gospel advances further because these church leaders came together and prayed. You see, there is power when the church prays. When the church prays, the kingdom of God advances even further. It goes beyond anything that we could have done in our own strength. That's why it's important we come together to pray. You see, when the church prays, God pours out his spirit and the Holy Spirit comes and he empowers every single Christian. He empowers every believer to go and do the work of the ministry. We can't do this in our own strength, but God hasn't left us on our own. He sent his spirit to help us share with other people about him. That's what God has called us to do. You know, I really believe that the church has relied for far too long on manpower. We need to get back to this early example set by the church. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the power of God. You know, our world needs to see Jesus. And yes, the church has been doing, you know, some great things. But, you know, we've relied far too long on programs and, and man's ideas and great strategies and plans and great worship and all these different things. But I really believe we need to get back to the word of God. We need to get back praying and we need the power of God. We need the Holy Spirit like never before if we're going to advance the gospel for our Lord and Savior. And that's what happens when these church leaders came to pray. God sent his spirit. He empowered them and they went out once again. He calls them, he commissions them to go even further, to go spread the good news of Jesus right across the world. You know, and I believe today that our call, the call of heaven, is for the kingdom of God to advance. God's kingdom is advancing and he wants to use you and me in doing that. You know, there's an old Christian song that's called Onward Christians March and we've got to advance as the people of God. That is the call of God for every one of us. So as we come to a conclusion today of this final message in this series, when the church prays, you know, the fourth thing that happens when the church prays is that the kingdom of God advances. You know, you might say today, what does this mean for you and me today? That was great back then that the kingdom of God advanced. But what about today? You might say today, don't you realize, look, that we're in the middle of a pandemic still. Things aren't back to normal. We can't travel. We can't, you know, tell, speak to people. We've got to stay two meters apart from people. What does this mean for you and me right here and right now? You know, even in the middle of the pandemic, that's what I love about our God. Even in the middle of the pandemic, God in his infinite wisdom he made a way possible for the good news of Jesus to continue to advance. You know, many people thought that when church doors had to close back last year, a year ago, that that was the end of the church. 
But I'm so glad that the church isn't a building. The church is the people of God. And God moves in and through his people. He's provided this way where we can just begin to share the good news of Jesus with more and more people. You know, as a church, we've reached more people through this pandemic than we have for many, many years. And I believe that this is just the start of all that God is going to do as we continue to advance his kingdom, as we continue to tell people about Jesus. Jesus is moving. God is moving even in a pandemic. And no matter what you are going through, know today that God can use you. God wants to use you to advance his kingdom. You know, I really believe that, that God is moving in a powerful way. I believe that the best days are ahead of us as a church. They aren't behind us. I love the promise that God has given to us at Gateway Church Cymru in Haggai 2 verse 9. And this is what it says in the message. It says this temple is going to end up far better than it started out. A glorious beginning, but an even more glorious finish. A place in which I will hand out wholeness and holiness. Decree of God of the angel armies. You know, I believe that's a promise, not only for our church, but I believe it's a promise for you and me, for every individual, that the latter days of our lives will be greater than the former days. God wants to use you. And I believe there's a call from heaven today for the church to get back on its knees to pray because God wants to advance his kingdom. He is advancing his kingdom. But there's an incredible invitation for you and me to be a part of that. God wants to use you today. He's not looking just to use leaders and pastors and, and all these different people. God wants to use you. He's looking for just available people, Christians who love him and what are open to him, people who will seek his face so he can fill with his spirit and send them out. God wants to use you today. That is the cry from heaven today. God is looking to use us to advance his mission. So today, as we come to the end of this series, I've been so blessed just by looking at what happens when the church prays. I pray that God has encouraged you and that he'll cause us to begin to pray. Because when the church prays, the church is changed. When the church prays, we see the gospel is preached and the lost are saved. When the church prays, miracles happen. And when the church prays, the kingdom of God advances. If there was ever a time in history when the church needed to pray, it's right now. You might say, why? Because Jesus is coming again. Jesus could come at any moment and he wants his good news to go to as many people as possible so that this world would find him as their Lord and Saviour. Know today there's a world to reach. There is a gospel to preach. And watch what will happen when the church begins to pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. For more content from Gateway and to connect with us, go to gatewaychurchcumry.co.uk. Have a great day.